Hey, it's Greta Scholes. Welcome to the Solutions Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Scholes Business, which is S C H U L Z, and Facebook.com slash Scholes Business. So JP and I were sitting here talking, and JP does my marketing, as most of you guys know, and we were sitting here talking about, um, we were talking about hiring, and I was talking to JP about how I think so many companies make mistakes in hiring. So what I was telling him was that the reason we make mistakes in hiring is that most people that that are hiring most hiring managers ceos presidents whatever it is they say oh my god we need somebody let's go ahead and and whether they post it whether they ask around then they get a bunch of resumes in and what they do is they look at the resume and they say oh this person has a lot of experience in sales or a lot of experience in our particular industry let's go ahead and interview them and this person comes in and they go through all the experience they have it isn't that wonderful And I will tell you that most of the time, which is a sad state of affairs, but most of the time, that is a mistake. And so when we were talking about it, and I was telling JP that, what I was explaining to him was that the reason that it's a mistake is because what happens is you end up having to gain other people's habits whether their bad habits are good, but a lot of times you get bad habits from people that they've picked up and you gain those. To me, the best way to hire is to hire somebody with raw talent. And somebody with raw talent, you, um, you can make them your own. You can, you can train them your way, you can build them your way. And so there's some basics there when it comes to raw talent that I think are important. And the reason JP, he's really into basketball and he was talking about the NBA and he was saying, you know, I think it makes a lot more sense uh, in sports as well to not always hire uh, free agents, but sometimes hire from the draft. Get somebody who's got a lot of raw talent, nobody knows them, but I didn't really understand why. So. JP, talk a little bit about that again, because it was so interesting how you explained it to me. Well, a lot of times the goal of, you know, the goal of a good sales team is to sell a lot, just like the goal of any sports team is to win a championship. The way you win a championship is you have star players, you have big players, you have blockbuster guys. But a lot of times teams will pay big money for a guy that doesn't work out, for a guy who did really well in another system, a great example would be Dwight Howard when he went to the Lakers. He never really was that good since then, and a lot of people think that it's because he didn't work well outside of the system that he was in when he was in Orlando. He was a superstar player then, and he's been an average player since. And what I was saying is, a lot of times it's better to draft a player instead of going after the marquee free agents because they're set in their ways. They know what works for them. They know how to score the ball. They, they, they're not necessarily stubborn, but they've, gotten, they've received some sort of success doing what they do. And it's a lot easier to bring in somebody who doesn't have the experience, who is a, you know, just a blank slate or a 
just a ball of clay that that has the raw ability somebody that you can draft and then get them acclimated to your system that way because everybody's company is different everybody's product is different and to bring somebody in who was great at selling this you know you know example a in this environment might not they could have been a rock star there but to bring them into a different environment and have them sell something completely different to completely different clientele in a different environment might take longer to break the conditioning of that than to bring somebody in who is somewhat fresh, obviously not completely new, but somewhat fresh that you can mold and teach to to sell your product and sell your way. That way it fits into your system. You know, it's so interesting that you say that. And as you're saying that, <clears throat> it reminds me of a conversation <clears throat> that I had with my husband a couple of years ago. I was looking to grow the business at that time, <clears throat> and I wanted somebody who was really, really great in sales. And I need somebody who's great in sales and coaching and training. I mean, it's not an easy thing to, to always find. But he said to me, what about our friend, and I'm going to call her Susie. It's not her name, but you know we know her very well still, so I'm going to use her name, Susie. He said, what about Susie? She is great. We both like her. She's the number one in her industry all the time. And I said, you know what? You're 100% right. Susie would never work in my industry. And he goes, why not? I said, because okay, tell me how Susie sells to you. First of all, how much is Susie's product? She goes, what do you mean? I go, well, she sells a lot of small businesses. So she's selling you a, it's actually a payroll company, right? So what is the cost of that? And he said, well, it depends on how large the business is, but I know she works with small businesses. So she probably sells deals that are between, you know, $100 and $300, you know, a week or, or biweekly as they pay. So less than a thousand bucks a month, right? And then, let me ask you a question. When she sold that to you, she also said to you, hey, you know what, if you do this, I'll give you 10% off just to sign up. And I said, and that's all well and good, but that doesn't work in my industry. Number one, we sell things way more expensive than that. And it's so common for somebody who sells something that's within a few hundred or a few thousand dollars, for them to go to a very large priced item, they're very excited and tantalized about the idea of that because they make big commissions. But they have in their mind that that is quote unquote so expensive that they are terrified to sell something that expensive and that they typically want to discount it because they feel for the person. Now, not only would she feel that way, she already did feel that way because when he was buying from her, he thought it was a really smart decision because it gave him more time to do other things and she still asked if he wanted it discounted. So as great as she was at what she did, and she was terrific there, she was the top salesperson all the time, she couldn't work necessarily in another business that has a completely different system, who sells something completely different. So, you know, that's one of the reasons that raw talent is important because raw talent you can mold. And the beliefs that they have in the experience that they have may very well be good in one area and not in another. And that is such a common mistake that, that decision makers, CEOs, presidents, whatever, 
hire because they look at a resume and go, this person's had success. Yeah, but is it in the same kind of business? Is it the same level of, of people that they're calling on? The other thing was Susie called on owners of very small businesses. Could she have figured out how to maneuver her way through a large company and get to a real high level decision maker? Maybe, but that's not what she's ever done. So the chances of her doing that may or may not be. You're really taking a gamble because that's not from a resume. Another thing to probably look at would be length of how long they've been in a specific industry because there's probably a big difference and you're the expert, not me, but there's probably a big difference between somebody who's been, you know, an insurance salesman for 15 years and a salesperson. There could be a difference. Some people can sell in a system regardless of what it is. And some people kind of, a lot of people I feel land into sales jobs unintentionally. It's kind of maybe the best option for them or whatever. And they, they're an insurance salesperson, but are they a salesperson? They can sell insurance for the company that they've been selling insurance for, for however many years, but can they go outside of that? A lot of people, you know, I've never really sold anything. I've always been a marketing guy. I'm sure if I was trained to be a real estate agent and I was a real estate agent for 20 years, not saying that I'd be some rock star real estate agent. What do you mean? Sure I think you'd be a rock star real estate agent. <laughs> Me too. But I think I'd be, I'd be good enough at it to survive off of it for 20 years. I think I could do fine. But could I use that experience elsewhere? Can real estate sales or insurance sales, does that translate to what you're trying to sell? That's a big question. Not just looking at numbers, how much can you sell, but what are they selling and does that translate to what I'm selling? Yeah, you know, it, it's funny because some things do translate and some don't. In the, in the area that I was talking about, like with Susie, for example, it didn't translate and that's for a lot of reasons. Sometimes, sometimes it does and I think what does translate is if you see sales as more of a process that you can that you can kind of and I don't want to simplify this but you know fit, fill in the blank with whatever the product or service is but most people don't have the ability to do that I would think you're talking five to ten percent of the population the people that are really really good at selling probably have the ability to go out and and change industries change you know from service to product and and vice versa versa can do that but i think most people are comfortable in their own industry and honestly that's another thing that i think is a problem i think a lot of people try to hire within their own industry because i have knowledge in my industry and honestly knowledge in your own industry is not exactly something that i think is is a great thing. So I think one of the biggest issues, just to kind of, you know, wrap that up a little bit and not go on too much about the same thing. I think really the biggest issue there, you know, again, one of the issues is if somebody goes by a sales process and doesn't shoot off the hip, I think that's great. Um, and that's what you need to really uncover. The other thing too, that I think is really important is you have to make sure that when you hire somebody, they have the beliefs 
the beliefs inside that they can do anything. But I think you make a good point about longevity. If somebody's doing the same thing for that many years, they get very comfortable. That doesn't necessarily mean they're very good at it. It might mean that, but often what happens is we mistake comfort. And having a lot of good relationships and having long-term relationships, we mistake that with great selling. Sometimes that's great servicing. The difference between a salesperson and a service person, and there's a difference between a hunter and a farmer. When we've most we've most of us have heard that term before. If you want hunters, I would say go for raw talent and find them yourself. Um, you know, if you guys are interested in finding out a little bit about raw talent, um, if anybody's interested in doing this, why don't you email me? And I'm gonna give you my email, and if you and if you put, or, or, um, or, or on Twitter, I'm gonna give you my email and, and even, even better, you can put it on Twitter. And I'm gonna, if you ask me for this, I will give you a link to an assessment that I use, a sales assessment, which by the way, I charge for, but if you're listening to the podcast today, I am perfectly okay with you emailing me and saying, hey Greta, heard you today, want the free assessment. But I would assess one of your people do the assessment, I'll give you the, the um, results back, and I think you'll find interesting the things that we look at. So, again, Twitter's probably the best ba- way to reach me, which is Shul's Business, as you know, it's at Shul's Business. But if you wanna email me, you can, Greta at Shulsbusiness.com. So either one of those ways are fine. If you do that and you say, hey, I heard you and you know I want to assess one of my people or even maybe yourself, that's absolutely fine. I'll send it to you and send you the results. I think you'll find it really eye-opening for when you're looking to hire in the future. So again, check in with me on Twitter. I'll be looking for you and I'll give some tips and ideas along the way. Thank you so much and good selling.